Welcome to the People Chronicles. This is What's the Story? My name is Joe Painter. I'm a very special guest this afternoon. His name is Richard P. Jackson. Hi, Richard. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for remembering the P. I, I know that's important. I, I Google, if, you, if you Google Richard Jackson, you're not going to get him. you got to Google Richard P. Jackson, and you'll get all kinds of information. First of all, you made the trip from Connecticut, and I thank you for that. It's much appreciated to our studios here at The Crown. Um, you are an exorcist. Um, at times, I will do that. You yes. are a paranormal researcher. Yes. You're internationally known in um, matters of the spirit, spiritual yes. matters. Yes. Wow. Okay, so I said exorcist, and you, you do know that right now people watching or listening, you're hearing tubular bells, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So we have an image. We have a, a, an idea of what we think an exorcist is. Many of us, or very few of us, have met an exorcist. What, what is an exorcist? How do you define yourself when you define yourself as an exorcist? As the, the ability, the desire, the credentials, the wants for somebody to remove spiritual energy, but more appropriately entities that don't belong there, like an invading army. What's the difference between a spiritual energy and a spiritual entity? Well, it's like a puppy in a room that may go to the bathroom on the rug, and you clean it up, but it still smells. Oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah, and now you have to deal with the odor because it's part of the process of having a puppy. So the, the entity was removed, but the energy remains? At times, and sometimes it's just the energy. There is such a thing as a a reason why we would bless a house or an object or a person. Um, We make a statement. We we change it forever by asking for help or sometimes even visualizing a brilliance around something. Does it make it better? Yes. When you say we, do you mean you and other exorcists? That's what you do. And everybody on this earth has an effect on the planet and on things around them that they don't always know their power and their ability. Mm. We all have it. You also said, Richard, that you have the credentials. How does one get the credentials? It's, I'm very blue-collar because I've been, um, for years, working with the best and people of different religions, people of different faiths, Um, and problems that many times were very graphically present through photo, through, through just the obvious of things going on that was, that was essentially open to anyone looking. I mean, when things are really, you know, over the top, they're over the top. And the idea is, did you, in fact, by coming in there, change things, remove things? And the credentials are really, the proof is in the pudding, is that most of the time, um, I will, I will, I, my mission will succeed, but not all of the time, and no one's will all of the time. So the credentials are earned through um, successful experiences? Through intent, through knowledge, through, um, you know, people aren't going to pass around for very long. People who are inappropriate, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. people who are um, self-serving. And in fact, people who mean well but have a little ego attached, they get hurt really bad. So it is, you're your, your credentials are almost word of mouth. Call Richard P. Jackson. Um, we called him. We needed him. There was something not quite right at this house. 
um, they called you, and the the end result was successful, and then you become credentialed. Is that a fair statement? Yes, it is. Okay. How did how did you learn how to do this, or how did you know? At what point? Where was the turning point for you? I mean, were you you're not born an exorcist, I'm presuming, or or a, a, a psychic medium or a paranormal reader? I may have been, but it came out out of necessity. I had just finished my basically years of being a 60s person, drug taking, the whole, you know, everything that came with that. And I was now a single father and uh, had a construction company and needed to relocate my, my living. And it was in the New Haven area. And a friend of mine said, I just bought a farmhouse. I've heard some crazy stories, but you're welcome to move in and even give me an offer. I may want to sell it. I said, sure. And I moved in, and the first time I walked across the threshold with a box, um, my career started because everything in my life changed in a very no-nonsense graphic way. Okay, what happened? You have a box. You're moving into this farmhouse. It's in Connecticut. You go across the threshold. What happened? Three incredibly loud booms that shook the houses uh, on its foundation at three o'clock in the afternoon like boom 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 Uh, my first reaction was a bunch of guys with telephone poles are trying to knock the house down did others hear it or did just you hear it? there were two people um that i speak a little italian okay and they happened to be my friend happened to be sicilian and there were people who were basically just spoke italian and uh, lorenzo and giuseppe and they were just finishing the bathroom and I, and I basically said, you know, buongiorno, and I came in, and they gave me a smile. They heard it. They looked at each other. They looked at me. They grabbed their tools. They were out in 20 seconds. Okay, you said something that I hear a lot. They grabbed their tools. So is it typical that energies or entities make themselves known when there's a change? People are building. They're constructing. There's new people moving in and out. You've done your homework or you're just very innate. A lot of things are triggered by remodeling. Why? Change of energy. And all of a sudden what was happening that was, let's say, covert becomes overt. Okay, so now I buy a new home or in in this case you walk into this house. There's some remodeling going on. You feel it right away. You said that was your defining moment and the beginning of your new journey as as an exorcist and a paranormal researcher if if Giuseppe heard it and the other people heard it and so did you why was it defining for you and not them it may have been for them i only knew they came back and finished the bathroom the next day okay. but they felt very unsettled they may have been more familiar with what might have happened but they just knew whatever that is time to go were you scared? Did it frighten you? I was unsettled. I, If I knew more at the time, I would have been frightened. But I didn't know enough to be frightened. I was startled. <laughs> Too dumb to know better. We've said that already. We, we, we don't. And sometimes that is a blessing. So in your case, it, I mean, you didn't get focused on, I need to run. You got focused on what? I got focused on whatever that was. I looked around. Maybe it was something in the building, something settling, and I just more or less wrote it off. That night, I was my first night there, and no furniture was set up. I was alone, 
And I remember looking out the window at all the fireflies, and I had that duplicate image of both seeing out, but also the window served as a mirror. So Mm -hmm. I was getting kind of Mm -hmm. both visions. And I'm seeing this four-foot white orb spinning around the room about every 20 seconds. Inside. Inside. And I was, again, taken aback, but I didn't feel threatened. I felt a little frozen. I just kind of cowered down to my sleeping bag and went to sleep, not realizing I just met my guardian spirit. Because it was a light orb. So that energy, did that feel different than the pounding? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just felt like, I don't know what that is, but I know it's okay, but I think I want to go to sleep now. (laughs) And then I made every phone call to ministers, rabbis, priests, cyclical research centers. And it was uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren and the Catholic Diocese that actually were the most obvious uh, places where I was going to get help and did. Why is the Catholic religion, the, the religion that is sought after, if there needs to be an exorcism? I mean, is it a Catholic thing? It's no more of a Catholic thing than a Jewish thing, a Muslim thing, a Hindu thing, or a Buddhist thing. And I'm proud to say I've worked with great people, um, whether it be Rabbi Friedman from Chicago, um, whether it be Bishop McKenna, who's a traditionalist, who is my love mentor, um, uh, just a man beyond description, um, and I learned a lot from them, but I did learn that in our country, our culture, it's more the Catholics who have the institutionalized like hierarchy of the church to deem it like appropriate that there is or should or shouldn't be an exorcism. Now, they're not always right, and some people get left out of the loop, but it's better that they have some structure and some, some ideas of what constitutes cause. Because I think worse than actually not taking care of business Mm -hmm. if there's a problem, or let's just say the presence of evil, um, then I think what's worse than that is calling everything evil, okay? And, excuse me. That's okay. (laughs) That's not an entity. That is not an entity. (laughs) Just saying. At all. That's the guardian angel checking in and saying, hey, Richard P. Jackson. <laughs> and I apologize for this. That's and okay. You can I turn that off for a while. Off. You can turn it off. So go. when you um, you reached out to all psychic mediums, the different churches, and you're, you're doing research, I'm still trying to figure out at what point, and maybe you were too, did you say, you know what? I don't need to call them. I'm the Ghostbuster. But I, I wasn't can take yet. care of this. Um, I spoke to Ed Warren and his wife, who suggested that I go to their events and get to meet them because I asked for their help. I went to anything they did for a week. Every day they had an event. I went. What, and, what type of events? Um, one was a, a ride through haunted areas. One was a class. One was a talk at a college. I didn't miss a trick. Mm-hmm. And I came to their next class and began working their class. And it was then that Ed said, I'm a shoo-in. He came to the house with the investigators. He liked my style. I was, he told me to do something, throw it out, and I, I threw it out. And he made a remark, I never saw it done that way, and my career began. But that isn't something I'm assuming that anybody can do. There must be some 
um, sense or intuitiveness about you and, and your spirit that enables you to do that? Is that a fair statement? It's absolutely fair and it's appropriate. It is something that people should not try to do, want to do, or care to do. And in fact, I only do it when it's a necessity, not as the first choice of action. We're talking with Richard P. Jackson. He is an exorcist, a paranormal researcher, and internationally known expert in spiritual matters. And we'll be back with more in part two here on The People Chronicles. <laughs> 